slides. Um, we've been talking about the invisible world and uh, the, the realm of the spirit. And today I'll, I wanna start to talk about um, the interface and, and what that looks like. And rather than sort of like, see, genuine spirituality is not a disassociative exercise. You don't go deep in the spirit so you become irrelevant for here. Because the realm of the spirit isn't a soulish, self-indulgent realm. It is, it is a lot more abstract, and, but it is such higher frequency and so transcendent and superior that if you're really going into the realm of the spirit, it's going to look like something. So it doesn't necessarily, we, we've seen spirituality in the past, and I know that, 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 that you, it's, people tend to lead monastic lives and they start, you know, uh, preferring lentils as a staple diet and maybe, you know, uh, 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 certain types of robes and living in remote communities. And that's fine. There's a place for, for monastic li living. There is a place, but I believe it's seasonal because, because you can't be, live a monastic li life and be salt and light on the earth. So spirituality is actually abiding in a, in, a, in a different dimension, but it looks like something. It is not disassociative. And, and so there are certain uh, uh, key markers to that because what we have is that in the realm of the spirit, there is a lot of abstractions. So, so an abstraction is basically something you can't picture. So I can, I can talk about things like grace and righteousness and people can go amen because they've been conditioned to come into agreement with that. But, but, but it, you can't picture grace, you can picture acts of kindness. You can't picture righteousness, you can only picture people holding to their, their values under pressure when the temptation is to change. So, so the, the realm of the spirit actually has a lot of abstractions. God is love. So you go, well, doesn't God love? Yeah, but it says God is love. That's an abstraction. God is light, that's a little bit easier, but we still think of natural light. Uh, God, is, uh, um, God is holy, God is spirit. So these are all abstractions. And because of God's infinite mercy, what He does, He tends to limit His manifestation to us or even bottleneck it, not exclusively, but generally speaking, into earthly forms. If God didn't manifest to us in earthly forms, we would never, ever, ever understand who He is. He'd remain an abstraction. And so spirituality, true spirituality, can't stay in an in an, as an abstraction. It actually has to be, it has to look like something. I mean, you look at the genius of the Gospel, is if you went, God is light, God is love, God is holy, God is spirit, and you're like, yeah, and you're saying amen, and, and, and not really knowing what you're amening to. So it becomes sort of like um, classical conditioning and a little bit on the, and that's, uh, that actually works. Uh, Pavlov's dogma. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> um, and so, because uh, we, we can, we can actually be trained in, in, in dogma and in abstractions that it never lands on the inside of us. So the Lord, what He does, He says, okay, uh, the, 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 the most amazing thing, one of the most amazing things is the incarnation. You want to know who God is like, what God is like, you look at Jesus. If you wanna know what the Lord is like, you look at Jesus. You see Him and you just go, my goodness, this is just like, when He did all the miracles and, and, and the compassion and He said, it's not me who does it, it's the Father. It's the Father speaking, it's the Father acting. I only do what I see the Father doing. So that takes, it, that takes it out of the abstract. And this is what God is constantly doing to us, but we need to understand, we need the wisdom of God. Do I need to pray again? Should I pray again? I think I might need to pray again. Okay, because there's a lot of moments of silence going on. So I'm gonna pray again. Lord, I just thank You today is an awesome day and we thank You for Your joy. We thank You for the frequency of Your glory and joy. We thank You, Lord. We have physical bodies that You've given us full permission to use and engage, including windpipes, tongues, mouths, lips, teeth. We thank You, Lord. We thank You for excitement in Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. praise God. Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. <laughs>
I thought I was in a TED talk for a minute. All right. Yeah. Of course. Anyway, so, so the, 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 the Lord manifests. You go, okay, conceptualize the Spirit of God. And you're like, hmm? And you think, cause I remember when, when I first taught about the Holy Spirit, Bible college, pneumatology. And when I first started connecting with the Holy Spirit, honestly, and I'm not gonna ask for raised hands because I'm gonna have a lot of mates, it felt like I was talking to the air. It's sort of like, you know, but you have to fellowship with the, 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 the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the, the communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, amen. And you go, how do you commune with the air? It's an abstraction. And so you do your best and sort of like, hi, Holy Spirit, you know. And, and you know what? That's actually a good place to start. But it's, a, it's an abstraction. So we see in Scripture, because you've got this superior dimension of the realm of the Spirit, interfacing with a fallen natural world trapped in time and space. And so He, he actually mercifully manifests as things like the, uh, the wind blows where it wishes, but you do not know where it's coming or where it's going. And so are those born of the Spirit. And so that, that we know that the wind, the, the word pneuma, breath, ruach, uh, a breath, is, 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 that, is at, still quite abstract. But then we have on the day of Pentecost is the manifested over them as tongues of fire. So God, all, the Spirit of God manifests as a fire. And so it says in Hebrews, at the end of uh, Hebrews 12, our God is a consuming fire. And then we saw that, that, that when Jesus came out of the waters of baptism and He heard uh, the words, that everyone heard the words coming out of heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit uh, alighted on Him or rested on, upon Him like a dove. So we start to see that uh, uh, those abstractions get converted to earthly forms. And so dare I say this, is that when we get promoted, get a glorified body, all those different things. I don't believe God's going to be, there's always going to be a man in heaven, Jesus. Okay, always. Can someone say amen? Always, God became a man. But I don't believe in eternity, we're gonna be limited to what I would call earthly forms. That, 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 that eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the physical heart of man. That God has, what God has prepared for those who love Him. Uh, but He's revealed it to us by His Spirit. So, so what happens is that we need to know the pathways of engagement so we take the supernatural out of the abstract. So this is very important. Now, what I do is I have, I spend a lot of time with the Lord and I have a lot of encounters, but my ability to communicate my encounters on a really effective level, level is, is completely contingent on my ability to tie it into Scripture. So, so, so I have to be able to ground it in Scripture because anyone can access Scripture at any time and read it and study it and go, oh wow, yeah. And the way the, the dots were joined with this and that, and it's, it, it, it's fascinating. But what we're gonna talk about is, is the Lord using an earthly form to describe you, an earthly form. So you understand a little bit of what you're like and how if you know your design, how you can actually cooperate with it and actually kick goals and win, all right? So we're, we're already joined to the conqueror of the universe, those are joined to the Lord of one spirit with Him, but it's gonna look like something. So we're gonna, we're gonna develop a theme, we've touched on this before, but we're going to drill down on some things. So if we start with Psalm chapter one, verses two and three. But His delight is in the law of the Lord and in His, well, let, let, let's paraphrase it here, that's the Torah, okay? The Torah is amazing, but we're not under, we're, 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 uh, 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 grace and, and truth came through Jesus Christ, okay? But His delight is in the law of the Lord or the Word of God and in His Word, He meditates continually day and night. So anyone who meditates in God's Word will be like a tree, will be like a tree. So, so planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. And it talks about here, it, it likens us to trees, okay? So, so I, I, when you have a look at trees, I, who loves trees, okay? I mean, I love them a lot, not to the point I hug them, but, but if you were to have a look at real estate, real estate generally speaking is, um, the value of real estate is usually where something is in, in relationship to its location 
of goods and services, the access like shops, but a really, really high uh, 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 indicator of how much real estate is worth is how many trees are in that area. You have a look and, and, and they are, trees are the best air conditioner, the best air conditioner. I remember we were in, and, and these are one of these things that when you do it, you're just caught up in the anointing and then after you do it, you're going, did we really do that? So we ministered, we did a crusade, a soul winning crusade in a, in a, in a UN compound to Sudanese. <laughs> and we were, we were told, make sure, make sure that you do not stay there after dark. Because if you, because there's no police there. It is, it is Lord of the, uh, Lord of the Jungle. <laughs> I know he said Lord of the Jungle. Lord of the Flies, uh, uh, Lord of the Jungle. And they said, if you stay after dark, bad things will happen. They were very, very clear on that. So we're doing crusade. Oh my gosh, it was so hot during the day. And, and you're outdoors, but there was this massive tree, massive tree. And you could see that the, the, the premium seats, the corporate boxes, the, the ones where you're you know, connected to leadership, all of that were in the shade. If you couldn't, if the cheap seats really were on the edge of the shade, but not quite in the shade. Uh, but it's amazing how much temperature difference is under this massive tree. I mean, the canopy would have been wider than this room, like a huge tree. And so trees are amazing, but if we meditate in God's Word, we will be like trees. So trees are divided into the dichotomy. We'll say it's a dichotomy. Into two parts, the visible and the invisible. So the visible part of a tree, obviously that we could observe and see, are uh, the trunk, then the branches, and then the leaves, and in some cases, fruit. Um, but then there is the invisible part, and those are the roots. That's the invisible part. You can't, you, it, generally speaking, if you dig up the roots on a tree, it will cause it to perish or at least have a reaction to it. You can't just, generally speaking, when you, when you transplant something, you've, you've got a root bowl and you, it still has a lot of soil around it. So you have the visible part, and the invisible part. So that's like you and I, is that you've got, a, you've got a physical temple and you've got your demeanour. You've got things can be observed like your words, the atmosphere you carry, your physical body, what you achieve, uh, your disposition can be observed like trees. And what we have here but God seems to put a premium on the invisible part. So if you meditate on the Word of God, you will be like a tree planted by the water. So the invisible part is actually tapping in to a hidden world. See, in the West, we are networking and appearance and, and how we come across, but that's actually, that's only a small percentage of what God says is important to Him and what we should value. He, all the, all the, the whole time, uh, as Jesus is saying, the Pharisees or the religious leaders present themselves a certain way in the best seats. But then Jesus said, this is how it's really gonna work. The real work, the real focus should be on the invisible. It's called the secret place. It's called the prayer closet where no one can see. That's where the, work, the real work is done. It's, it, you, you, anytime you see, a, I mean, I know, anyone that's cut down a tree and they haven't been diligent to deal with the roots. You cut down that tree and within a short period of time, it starts growing back. A lot uglier though, okay? It's sort of like, wow, we cut down a gum tree and now I've got six. And so, so that the Lord actually puts a premium on the invisible. And so we're like trees, but uh, 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 that's why what you find in Scripture that, that you, you actually can't, you, you, oh, hello. Come on, that was right there. All right. <laughs> we, R2D2 in the driveway. All right. So, <laughs> so when, we, when we put the emphasis on the secret place, which takes into consideration the invisible world, then the tree sort of is sorted out but we neglect the secret place and where the roots go and therefore we're always striving. Uh, 
There's toil. Whereas here, it says, uh, let's go back to that. Let's go back to verse three. If we can do verse three. He or she should be like a tree planted by rivers of water. So in here, it's a natural uh, uh, metaphor for spiritual reality that brings forth its fruit in its season. Isn't that interesting? Is that God tends to set the seasons and the fruit's gotta be ready. Uh, uh, the conditions have to be right for the fruit to come in its season. <clears throat> Whose leaf also will not wither. So you have, when you meditate, you'll buy the, now it's got nothing to do. It's got nothing, to, it says nothing to do. Uh, uh, it's got no emphasis on, on the roots. But we know if it's planted by the river, it's in moist soil and the leaf will also not wither and whatever he or she does will prosper. So this is encouraging because you've got the natural part that most men can completely put the emphasis on. Because it's not, you don't understand. You need to put your roots down in, in me, in, in moist soil by the, 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 the living rivers of water. And so uh, 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 it says we're like a tree. And so, yes, if we do that, you have the natural. So in the natural, you could say heat, strong winds, drought, all those different things. If you take care of the invisible, is that the visible part almost becomes impervious to external forces. Now that people should take great encouragement from that because people get overwhelmed by external forces. The Lord says, don't worry about that. Be like a tree and have your roots deep down in me. It says here the MO or the modus operandi of having your roots deep in God is meditating in the Word, is actually living in the Word day and night. As every time you think about the Word and it starts to carve out new neural pathways, it actually starts to, you'll find that your inner world, the roots actually go into, into that uh, rivers of living water. Now, uh, <laughs> yes, and the other thing too is this, is that there's so many people, you, if you wanna waste your time, right? So there's a lot more things are spiritual than people realise. So when people try and vindicate themselves or justify themselves, see if there's a spirit of offence or a spirit of scepticism or whatever, and then you try and vindicate yourself, you're wasting your time. Because what happens, you haven't dealt with the spirit. And you might win an argument on the time or someone go, yeah, I suppose so, but it doesn't change anything. It's a waste of time. And so, Rather than just sort of like, wow, that person is persuasive in, in argument or, or persuasive in speech. Who cares? Because someone's, you, you can observe someone's life. <laughs> if someone is meditating in God's Word, they don't have to vindicate themselves. God vindicates. He's the one that justifies. You just, you, you're relaxed, you know? I, we don't wanna become, and I haven't used this term for quite a while, but there's too many too many people around, I'll call them over-opinionated underachievers. Is they got these strong opinions, but they manifest nothing. When you put your emphasis on spending time with God, God vindicates. You get people, I've been mischaracterised. This is a misrepresentation. Hey, 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 settle pedal. Daddy, chill. <laughs> and it, 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 you just, you don't have to vindicate yourself because if you've been mischaracterized, the Almighty will vindicate you. You don't have to spend your energy worrying about wonder what they think. Obviously, honor all men, okay? And don't be an obnoxious pain in the rump. That's a good start. Really good. However, God's the one that vindicates. So when you put all that focus in hanging with Him and you do what He shows you to do, He's the one that vindicates. If you ever want to be popular and have friends, don't ever choose the vocation of a prophet. Okay, I'm in ministry, so people will like me. <laughs> Your career advisor, counsellor really got it wrong. Okay, that's what Paul said. He said, I'd, if, I, if I wanted to please people, I wouldn't have been an apostle. So, so you don't have to, see, see if we get, the, the first things first is the invisible dimension, the inner world. Then we bear fruit. Then our leaf remains green. Oh, but it's crazy heat wave. Doesn't matter because you're tapping into something. You don't spend energy. What, what, what people think, the thing they call in psychology, imaginary audience. You go, I wonder what people think of me. And then you get old and you realise people don't think of you. And you get delivered. People don't, people are obsessed with themselves. There's a real, real basic 101s. So you go, <laughs> when you meet people and they're like, how are you going? Da, 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 da. 
and, and you just ask them questions and they talk about themselves all night. And then they go away thinking, wow, that person's amazing, but they talked about themselves all night. And, 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 and so you get free of that. You actually get, your inner world gets free to engage the Lord and then you get to love and serve. And actually, and it says, the only place you're truly free, it actually talks about in the book of James, the royal law. You do well to fulfil the royal law and the royal law is to love people. That's the royal law. You act like royalty when you're actually free to love. So there we go. All right. We're going to go a little bit deeper on this and a bit more supernatural. Okay. Um, and uh, Psalm 19.7. <laughs> the Word of God or the law of the Lord, the Torah but we'll say the Word of God, is perfect, which means it's complete. Converting the soul. Uh, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise simple. So I wanna focus on the, law, uh, the Word of God is perfect. It converts the soul. You don't hear that word anymore. How many converts do you have? Are you gonna convert another one? You don't hear that word anymore. What it is to convert, okay? So here, it's interesting, the, the, look, I'm a lot more comfortable pronouncing Greek words. I know I'm pretty rubbish at it, right? But I'm more comfortable because the phonetics are easier, minus a few vowels, okay? But boy, Hebrew ain't easy, okay? Hebrew's not easy. So the word convert here is shub, okay? Remember those who, those who've, uh, who are these that fly like clouds? Who are these that oof like orbs, okay? That's not easy to say. And then the Word of God is perfect, shubing, the shub, the soul, the nefesh. So shub, interestingly, is this. It, it has a, 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 a wide, a, a, a wide a, a variance of application. However, in this context, the word shub has been used as the word to convert, which means to turn back. Uh, uh, um, and so literally or figuratively, um, and uh, to... Uh, um, to build, to dig, to circumcise, to carry again. But then it says here to return to original form. So to convert actually means to return to original form. In other words, a mutation has taken place and the Word of God helps us return to original form. Who finds that very interesting? You go, what does that look like? Is it so, so I'm gonna, my Bible knowledge will increase and I'll be a lot more knowledgeable. No, that's the Western paradigm where we think we have a cognitive appraisal of something through causative relationships. Uh, 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 and we go, yeah, I understand this, do we? And so we have to, so rather than just increasing in Bible knowledge, the Word of God actually has to convert our inner world and, and re return back to original. Uh, actually, one of, the, one of here, it says uh, to be home again. As just to, to, to be to, to, uh, back home, okay? So interesting. So you go, well, what are we converting back to? I, I, I would say this, is that converting back to spirit. Converting back to spirit. I told you we get a bit supernatural. Is that you, you, we, because it says we actually need converting out of being stuck in the time space world, getting bullied by darkness. We need to be converted back into the realm of the Spirit. This is, a, the, 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 the flesh profits nothing. It is the Spirit who gives life. So when we meditate in the Word, not only are we like a tree planted by the waters, but our inner world gets converted back to its original state. So we are to be, our inner world is to convert to Spirit. So here we have, we have a physical body. Take advantage of, of your physical body. Take advantage. Don't, don't, don't be hating on it or, or treating it poorly. Uh, you only got one, all right? Um, and, <laughs> and so you have this physical body and what happens is that like the tree, the tree is, has an observable uh, above ground reality, but where the action is really happening is in the root system by the rivers of living water in the invisible realm. So you, when you have a physical body, you have massive influence in this life. There is a thing called the cloud of witnesses, okay? How should, you know, how should, uh, um, uh, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, and that is in the realm of the Spirit, people have gone before us and are witnessing us continue on their legacy. But their influence is limited because they don't have a physical body. 
You have a physical body, but what happens, what's the point of having a physical body if you get trapped in, this, in the physical world? See, like a tree, there has to be observable reality, but we're engaging with an invisible dimension which produces green leaves and fruit and doesn't start to wither in heat. This is why we're like trees. And so we, we, our inner world starts to get converted to, that, that, to the realm of the Spirit again. You know, uh, uh, we, we have, it's, it's interesting, you, uh, 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 within a paradigm, within a meta-narrative of simplicity, you are a very complex entity, a human being. You've got a physical body, so we get the word soma, all right? Then we have a, a soul, so you, 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 you win souls. It doesn't say you win spirits, it says you win souls, which is the word suke. Then you have a, you get born again of the Spirit of God, which is pneuma. The Holy Spirit is the hagios pneuma, but we have a pneuma. Our spirit gets quickened, but then it says that we must believe in our heart, which is our cardia. So we haven't really drilled down on all these different moving parts, but ultimately, if you spend time meditating in God's Word, it start, that root system starts to bring up into the tree through the Spirit and the heart, it starts to actually bring supernatural life where God invades. It invades the physical part. The last thing that changes is the physical. If you understand, if you go, oh my gosh, if I'm meditating God's Word, Things are going on in here, but they might not be manifesting in my physical body yet. They might not be manifesting in my relationships yet. They might not be manifesting in relationship to my demeanour yet. One of the things in in basic one-on-one counselling is that the first thing you have to change is is your thoughts. The last thing that changes is your feelings. You you you, You can't manufacture feelings. Manufacturing feelings is weird. When people act powerful, they have no power. Power, brother. It's like, ugh. All right, sort of like noisy gong. And so this is why this is the, the invisible dimension. The roots go deep into the, the, the moistened soil also has the rivers of living water. And we do that through meditating in God's Word. And then what happens, if you're really doing it, people will see it eventually. People will see it. This is where you get excited. You get excited about time with the Lord. And so we get this, uh, we get this, we get converted on the inside back into that spirit dimension. And so, uh, <laughs> and, and, and meditating on God's Word. So I find it really, really interesting. Uh, this, is, this is what I've taught myself to do. So uh, uh, maybe you're the exception and we're gonna pretend you are. But the Word of God is an acquired taste. It's not an easy read. It's actually, it's, it's the secrets to life all through the Word, but it's not designed to stimulate you on the surface. It is an acquired taste. But once you acquire that taste, it says, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And it says in Hebrews 6, who've tasted of the good Word of God. I can tell you right now, I love God's Word. I love God's Word. Because when it starts to take over your life, it starts to produce the realm, of, say, it starts to produce the water of life the Spirit of God. I, the, the, I don't understand there's too much of the Word, not enough Spirit. You, get, you get really go into the Word and what happens, the Spirit starts manifesting. You can't not go into the Word and not manifest the Spirit. See, in the West, as I said before, we'll, we'll understand something like water baptism, yeah, yeah. Full immersion, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, baptismo and go and come. Yeah, I understand water baptism, do we? Because then it talks about in Hebrews 6, the doctrine of baptisms, there's multiple baptisms. And it talks about what we can be baptised. You get baptised in the name of the Father, name of the Son, name of the Holy Spirit, right? And, and you go, what does that mean to be in the name of the Lord? Name of the Father, name of the Son. Is that, we just, is that just a mantra we say at the end of putting people underwater? Or can people be baptised in the Father? Can they be baptised in the Son? Can they be, is it all three at once? So, so we think we have an understanding of things, but God wants us to grow to a place where, you know, uh, uh, we, we shared on a very, very comical level, the, the stage of our family at the moment is our eldest going through their driver's licence and everything's all sort of like clunky, all right? And, and trust me when I say, I don't know anyone who drives their car 10 to two, <laughs> right? But that's what you're taught, 10 to two and then turn. <laughs> and once you've got your piece, it's like... Almost get like one of those little handles like on a forklift, you know. It's the, same with the, it's the same with the realm of the Spirit is that everything starts off clunky, 
but then it comes in and it's second nature. It's intuitive. It starts to, you, 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 you start to engage the Word. And, and, and what I found is this, is I have to let something captivate my attention. I'm very much stimulation driven. So, so you go, oh, well, that sounds a bit ADD-ish. No, you can use those powers for good instead of evil. Because what happens is you tend to focus on something and you go really, really, really deep unto manifestation. So I've learned, my, I've learned my basic intrinsic design is that something has to captivate me. So, so surely out of 66 books, and like, like incredible, immutable, uh, a genius counsel, you can find something in there that tweaks your interests. <laughs> because what I do is I've learned, like, like I, I study the prophets. My gosh, what an epic pack of weirdos. But that they were outside of time. That you study David. How did David build another tabernacle when Moses' tabernacle was still on another mountain at the same time without becoming a crispy critter? You know, what was it like to have 24-7 worship? What was it like when they, 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 they built the temple? What was it like? You know, you got, you got things. See, see, these things captivate or capture my attention. They're, they're, and then what happens, you know, uh, um, the angel appearing to Samson's parents, they, they sacrifice, you know, did the, what they did. And, and then and they say, look, can we know your name? And because that's, that's the big deal is knowing the name. Once you know the name, you, that's the essence, the character in he, Hebrew culture. What is your name? And, then, and the Lord said, how, how is it you want to know my name, seeing that it is wonderful? And then the angel joined the flame of fire and went up in their sight and they were freaking out saying, we've seen God and we've lived. How does that not captivate you? So I would say like if you might be systematic, you might be, okay, we're gonna start at Genesis, you know, good for you. And then just, you know, and then, oh, we started spinning our wheels in Leviticus, but we got there, <laughs> right? Deuteronomy, downer. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whew, Joshua, all right, some history. Okay, so, so what happens is, is that you get in the Word and the things that, that intrigue you. I am in one third of the Word of God is, 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 is the prophetic. Uh, that intrigues me. That makes it the most standout book anywhere. It's not even a close second. And there's so many rip-offs and play, but it's not the oldest. It doesn't have to be, it's the best. <laughs> and, and, and so, so, so you, you find something that intrigues you. I'm in, I, I still am, but I'm intrigued by God's covenants because He doesn't engage with us like He's you know, in heaven. Dum, 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 dum. Whew, I'm in a good mood today, might answer some prayers. Dum, dum, dum. Ow! Oh, no, I'm not answering prayers for all. That's not the Lord. <laughs> as an anthropomorphism on a total terrible mutated level, is that he, 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 those who fear the Lord, He'll show them the secret of His covenant. God's a covenant keeping God. And the more you know, so, so how can that not intrigue you? Because it completely relates to how, you, 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 how it makes you secure. So you're still God's son and daughter on your worst day. Who thinks that's good news? On your worst day. And some of you are going, I get a lot. I have a lot of those. <laughs> so can you combine amen and few? Okay, Whew. And so, <laughs> with, a, with a Pete. All right, so, <laughs> and so, so I get those things, that, that those things intrigue me. So, you know, there are other things that intrigue me. I'm intrigued by things that happen in the world. I'm intrigued by what's taking place in Maui. How can cars melt and possibly, you know, two and a half thousand degrees centigrade and in its immediate vicinity, untouched trees and houses? How does that happen? Where's the, how is it they don't allow people to, to bring, to get aid in? How is it that, that just, why is there a big fence around it now? Why have, uh, you know, you, you, you go, what the heck? There is so much stuff happening in the world. However, what happens, it talks about in Corinthians about the leaven of division uh, and intrigue. And it says we're not, an unforgiveness, an offence. And it says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. So there's a level, it's good to, it's, it's, a, it's a level of a need to know. However, is that if you are continually intrigued by that, fine, but you do not tap into the rivers of living water that only happens with the Word of God. 
When you do that, all of a sudden, you know, so many different manifestations. Not only do you bear fruit and, and, and can effortlessly walk through pressure, but it says also different things like to be strengthened with might in the inner man. You know, and so it's those, those different things that I find intriguing, but it's not my bread and butter. It's not my daily bread. So it's okay if you're going to be a researcher, fine, do it, but make sure the dominant part of your research is the Word of God. Amen. It's got to be the dominant part of your research. So, and it's a muscle we develop. So, uh, um, one of the things I found is that uh, a friend of mine told me that the ten thousand hour rule. So, if anyone's going to be the best in the world at something. Um, and that in this case, it was directly applicable to tennis and it was applicable to Roger Federer. It's a 10,000 hour rule. So anyone who's gonna be the best in the world at something really puts in about 10,000 hours. So, so and, and what's interesting is Roger's parents wouldn't have put him out in the tennis court and him crying and wanting to run back. And they go, no, go back, <laughs> you know, and then and, and, and we're gonna send you. No, 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 he would have developed obsession. He would have developed a session. I know when tennis got a hold of me, is I'd go down the tennis courts and there's no one. And my best friend, my best hitting partner was a wall. <laughs> go down there, well, Walt, just you and me today. <laughs> and I'd go and hit against the wall for hours because I developed obsession. Now, this is, God would, I believe God would desire this of all of us to develop and go from an acquired taste into an obsession with His Word. What, you know, why, why is that a thing? Because you don't get up and go, oh, I'm gonna have a devotion today. You know, I'm gonna be disciplined. Discipline is something you do that you know is right, you don't feel like doing. Can you imagine how God is about that all the time? It's all right to start the way. Can you imagine like 30 years of just discipline, dry, crusty discipline? Well, guess I better spend time with God. Then the heavens are open. You know, like desire disciplines a light. It's a pathway. It's a car you ride. And so when you actually start to hit that tipping point, you know, one of the, one of the many things I'm fascinated with, 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 that's all folks, let's close in prayer. No, one of, the, one of the things I'm fascinated with about God's Word is this. It's not just the secrets it reveals. It's the fact that if I get it in me, sufficiently, I can actually change the natural world. How could you not be fascinated? Truly I say, if you command the mountain to be uprooted and cast into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart, those things you say will come to pass. You will have whatever you say. Therefore, with this in mind, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe you've received them and you'll have them. That's what fascinates me with the Word of God, if I give myself over to the roots going down by the rivers of living water, the branches are strong, the trunk is strong, the leaves take care of themselves and so does the fruit. This is what's so fascinating. How can you not be fascinated? So, so the 10,000 hour principle is basically this, is that you, you don't have to go, oh, I better be disciplined today. Already the river is flowing in your invisible world and you just sort of step into it and the inertia or momentum is already there. And that sense of yieldedness as you, you walk through uh, metaphorically the chapters of the Song of Songs and you get into God's Word and you go, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm hitting a gusher. You know, my wife in a good way has, has, maybe my kids to a point, but my wife has definitely developed the anointed gift of long suffering because I get really excited about something and I'm an external processor. And she's got to, she does tap in, right? And, and then she's sort of like, <laughs> And I saw this in the Word and this is what happened. And someone over here and someone over, and oh, and I said. <laughs> and then the next day I say the same thing. <laughs> it's part of my process. But, but so, so that inertia is, is that now, what that does, that manifests, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I am so excited about the coming days. I just am. I just am because, because it's sort of like, I'm not worried about you know, perceived drought or heat or whatever. I'm not fussed about it. I'm completely in the Lord. See, see, this is where God's people are meant to be. This is why just endless reams of comfort, but don't you do anything, stay the same. My goodness, 
the, 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 God's, God's agenda for us is transformation. You can't transform yourself. As you give yourself over to His Word, it starts to overtake your life and you get that 10,000 hour rule, uh, uh, even, uh, at least on the journey, and that inertia and momentum, you get swept up. You get swept up. And when you get swept up, then you get refreshed. You're continually walking in refreshment, continually. Let's do another Scripture in Acts chapter 3, verse 19. This is from the mouth of Peter, okay? Repent therefore and be converted. Your inner world converted to the realm of the Spirit that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That's the river of God, friends. That is, I will pour out my spirit and all flesh. When you repent, see people say, God, I'm sorry, and they change around. But metanoia is changing how you think. When you change how you think, you get converted. You can get converted back to your original state. So you have a physical body. You function as a soul so you can have relationships. But you are seeing angels. You're hearing His voice. You're moving in power. Nothing is impossible to Him who believes. Who wants that conversion to spirit? This is what we want. We don't wanna be stuck under the time-space world. We have been fed so much phony baloney stuff. It's actually whose report will we believe? The, the evil report or the Lord's report? So actually getting into the Word of God actually changed. We, we, we actually start to be converted in that realm of the Spirit because there's a different set of laws. The, the, the most overarching governing law is you get what you believe. You get what you believe. You, you, you start studying the Word of God and you realise God lives inside of you. It actually talks about Christ, the mystery that was hidden from ages and generations, but now has been revealed to us. Uh, God has willed to make known to us that is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Also to us as the sons of God in Romans 8, the glory that will be revealed in them. And you start meditating on this and rivers of living water start to come because you've, put your, you've spent time in the secret place. You know, if you've done quality time in the secret place, even when you're out of the secret place and you're engaging with people, you're still in the secret place. Because this isn't, a, this isn't weekend visit type stuff. This is a dwelling place. It's a dwelling place. But I tell you what, if you build your inner world on the Word of God and you let it captivate you and you meditate on it, oh my goodness, you, you, you've, you've won. You start thinking God's thoughts. You start acting like God. You don't care about what you see. It's about what your conviction is and you manifest what you're completely convinced about. You know, I, I praise God that we're in a situation that, that, that in, the, in the coming years, if we get to prove, we're, we're, our generation is gonna be given the opportunity to prove the power of God. That's, that, that is exciting. That is exciting. You go down in, in, in eternity as chosen for this generation. You're a chosen generation, a holy priesthood. So, so you go, well, converted to spirit. Well, that's a pretty, you know, the realm of the spirit, my goodness, it is just amazing. Again, I don't think the, I think the Word of God's an acquired taste because it's not just like a, just a superficial reading. And there's a level you've got to hold it on the inside of you and let it captivate you. You hold it there. It's a muscle you build. But anytime you get touched by the Spirit of God, oh my goodness, I tell you, I, there's nothing close. No, no, there's not even a close second. If I take my encounters in the Lord, especially when I felt His love, especially when I've partaken of His goodness, there's not even a close second. This is, why, this is why the apostles, they're like, they weren't afraid of death. The whole thing was like, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> Legit, that's it, 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 rivers of pleasure. Pleasure is His right hand forevermore. And so, you, so, so the Word of God creates the pathway for the conversion for the river to come through. Don't see the Word and the Spirit as mutually exclusive. That I tell you what, you start to get addicted to God's Word and, and you, you, put your, you put your emphasis on the secret place, your life changes completely. But here's where we're gonna, create, we're gonna go to the no wiggle room. It's indispensable. And this is Romans 8. Can, do I need to do this? Oh, let's have a look. For those who live according to the natural, Set their minds on the things of the natural. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be naturally or carnally minded, okay? So carnally minded, fleshly minded, just appetite driven, fear driven, emotion driven, okay? Carnality doesn't mean necessarily gross sin, it is just the natural. Being consumed with the realm of the natural. For to be carnally minded is death. So if you don't convert your mind and your inner world to spirit, the default is death.
But to be spiritually minded, remember Jesus said, in the world you have tribulation, you have pressure, but in me you will have peace. You have peace in Christ. So in the world you have tribulation. So you have, when you're in the Spirit, you're in peace. You know, like, I've been on some very, very shady boat rides in my time. I was on a boat in the Philippines and there was a typhoon and we're trying to outrun the typhoon, okay? And, I'm, and now I've been now, now I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, it's a sketchy little part of a stretch of water is Backstairs Passage to KI. Who's been on this, the Sea Link? All right, put your hand up if you had a good chuck. There we go, there we, hallelujah. Something about being seasick. It should come with the, 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 the caveat suddenly, okay? And I'm on the, I'm on the ceiling, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I'm on my face before the Lord. Man, we were just, we'd gone over the, the worst, second worst day of the year. The worst day of the year was the day before. <laughs> and it's sort of like, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, 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 but this the other time, is that we were in a place called Dewahon, me and Adam, and uh, we we're, were preaching the gospel in uh, Ireland. It's an island of 5,000 people and the whole island was actually only three hectares. <laughs> yep. Couldn't wait to get out. Anyway, so, <coughs> great seafood though. Um, and then we, this typhoon came in and I remember, I remember sort of like, Where's the best place for me to go? I didn't have a good experience with the Sea Link. And I went, I'm gonna go up on the mast. <laughs> I did. I went up on the top of the boat on the mast and I said like. <laughs> but I didn't tell Adam. <laughs> he's looking around for me going, you know. Thought he's gonna sh- shout man overboard. And then he's like. Mm. And uh, it was fun. Waves crashing over into the cabin, it was awesome. But you know, like they were in Galilee, don't think you've got to have crazy, crazy, crazy deep water to have bad, bad storms. Quite, you get hectic storms in some of those great lakes in America take things out. So Galilee would be hectic storms and Jesus with so much, so much peace, he's, he's having a nap in the boat. See, in Christ, we can, you, you, there is a place to, in Christ to have nana naps. Okay, wait, wait, no, no, but because your roots are so deep in the Lord and you've got rivers of living water coming through and you're fortified, you're not moved by external things. And, 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 and we, don't, we, don't, we don't get moved by this, that or the other. I've seen enough in my life now where people get really excited at the, at the first change of circumstance. We've been doing this and this and now look at this. And, yeah, and you go. Knowing circumstances can change like that. It's better off to get the peace of the Lord. It's better off to get the Word of the Lord. It's better off to get that knowing, I'll guide you with my eye, rather than, oh, the circumstances change. Praise God. Next day, you know, it's like a roller coaster because you're not grounded in that inner world. So let's go back to that. So peace and life, life and peace. There we go. Next one, next bit. Because the carnal natural mind is, a, is an enemy of God or is enmity against God. So the natural mind doesn't want the Lord. It doesn't want the Lord. I'm very honest about that. There's a part of me that doesn't want God. People go, how could you say that? Sort of like, I've sat in a room with a Bible going, couldn't think of anything worse to do. Okay, I know you guys are different. I've, there's parts of me that resist the Lord. It's the carnal part, but it actually says it's already been crucified. When we realise that, God's already taken care of it. I have a problem, Lord, do you think you could do something about it? He goes, I solved all your problems before you realised you had problems. <laughs> because the natural carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh, stuck in the natural, not spiritual, cannot please God. That's an absolute. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So we have here that if you're not in the Spirit, you cannot please God. So we start to get into God's Word. Now, there's nothing I do without first saying, Holy Spirit, you're my teacher. You teach me. You're my teacher. You get the Word of God in you. 
The Word of God's in me. So my ministry, I don't toil. People go, how can you seemingly do so many things at the last second? Well, I'm disorganised. No, um, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I procrastinate. No, I know. No, no, no. The Lord and I cut a deal a while ago. <laughs> he did. He said, if you hang out with me as my friend, I'll give you everything you need. That's what he told me. So what happens is that all my prep happens all the time. And sort of like, you know, half an hour before a service, I need something. <laughs> Ding! Oh, good. So, so, so what, what you have is outside of, that, in that carnal flesh, you cannot please God. That's not very encouraging. It's not meant to be. <laughs> it's, it's to induce repentance. You cannot, you see, if, you, if you're just dominated by your emotions and make poor choices based on fear and minimising risk, you're in the flesh. So when we get a hold of the Word of God, like, like crazy, it says day and night, not devotional. See, we're in a time where, see, see this, is not, this is not weekend visits. This is dwelling place. This is what we're bringing this morning. Uh, let's, just, let's just, we'll just, the Word of God, just go through every, cut asunder between every filter. Unless you give yourself over completely to the Word of God, you will always struggle. You'll try and be a Christian and you'll be crap at it. I've, done, I've been trying to be a Christian, useless. My carnal nature, like, it's like a dog with a muzzle. How are you going today? You know, like. <laughs> trying to be a Christian. They're the most miserable people. <laughs> you can't do it. You just realise. You realise is that, is that I've already been co-crucified with the Lord and the best way to do that is that you give yourself over to the Word of God. Let the, the Word of God converts you. You can't convert yourself. This is what's so exciting is we're going through uh, uh, pathways of divine provision and wisdom and you can enjoy it and you get enamoured and get captivated by the Lord and you don't even think you're praying. You don't even think you're meditating. Allow Him to captivate you, but you cultivate that. And then you get delivered from a spirit of toil and you go into the realm of the Spirit and you realise that it's not sort of like one day, one day, one day, but the Kingdom of God is now. The Kingdom of God is, 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 is now. And when you keep engaging the nows, you manifest a suddenly. There's a bit in that. Three amen worthy statements, praise the Lord. So our inner world, <laughs> speaking of muzzles, all right, uh, our inner world needs to be converted. Now this is where it gets better. We're about to land the plane. Okay, gets better. Okay, wow, I've got to have this discipline, acquire a taste for the Word of God. This is what I've got to do. No, 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 it gets better. Because we're not talking about the Word of God anymore as an abstract. We're now talking about the Word of God as a person as a person, you hang out, get to hang out with a person. The person that created you, the person that loves you, the person who is faithful and true, the person who judges and makes war, the person, he, 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 he's so faithful, he cannot deny himself. Even if we are faithless, he is faithful, he cannot deny himself. So it becomes about a person. So we realise the Word of God is a person. Let's put up John. <clears throat> I am the vine and you are the branches. And he remains continue, and continues and dwells in me and I in him bears much fruit. Now when God says much or a lot, right? Well, you better believe it. Not sort of like, you know, a little bit here and there. You, you, God's chosen you to bear much fruit, but you can't bear it yourself. You have to dwell. You have to make a decision. I'm giving myself over to the Word of God. And doing that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit that gusher on the inside, right? The beautiful thing about the brain is you can only think one thought at a time. If you meditate in God's Word, it replaces all the other rubbish thoughts that people get involved in, like anxiety. Rehearsing an imaginary negative future that will never come to pass unless they believe it from their heart. I think that's a good one to get rid of. <coughs> I'm the vine and you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears a lot of fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That's an absolute. Can you imagine sort of like, you're not hanging out with the Lord. People go, what did you do today? Nothing. We do next week, nothing. What about next year? Nothing. What's your vision? Nothing. Why? Because I'm not including the Lord. You can't do anything outside the Lord, anything of lasting value. You, this, is, this is the no wiggle room absolutes because we're in a time right now, we need to know there is levels of heat coming 
and we don't worry about that. He, our, our complete obsession is actually the Word of God and getting our roots deep into the Word of God and letting it go into us so we're converted on the inside to the realm of the Spirit, to the Holy Ghost, rivers of living water. Uh, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, it gets better. He is cast out as a branch and is withered. <laughs> I mean, at least you know. Can you people go, God, I'm shocked. How did this happen to me? <laughs> at least you know. Every day that you're not meditating the Word, you hear the word, wither. Wither. <laughs> I don't feel like getting the Word today. Wither. <laughs> at least you know. It's good to know. <laughs> If you don't abide in the Word, you're withering. <laughs> People go, that's not encouraging. Yes, it is if you obey God. You've got plenty of courage. We're not going to encourage people to not obey the Lord. It's okay. Don't obey God. Don't worry. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I never will be. Because that's a false dawn. That's actually reinforcing carnal nature. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them <laughs> and throw them into the fire and they're burnt. Oh, I love it. Because <laughs> you know, now you know. Now you can give an account. Stand before the Lord. Wither. And <laughs> it's better to know than going, I had no idea. All right. Now, <laughs> it gets better. It's a person. You only created for his pleasure, by the way, not the rat race. And not to build your own temple, your own name in a fallen world. You're for His glory. Lest we forget all that stuff. It's like I'm trying to sell you the inevitable. <laughs> you know, if you were, but this is, I like this one. Really funny, I hard to get breakthrough in prayer. Okay, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, stay, continue, dwell. You will ask what you desire and it should be done for you. Who knows, that's a very happy ending. It's not sort of like, I am a slave to the Word, a robot unto God. You actually get grafted into life. You maintain the redemptive, the redemptive parts of your personality and not just that, the, the desires that He put on the inside of you actually start to manifest. Like, like there's no other way. There's no other way. So you're not just abiding in the Word. The Word's a person. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. That's, that, that, it, it's just amazing. And you start to build that obsession and the Lord starts to speak to you. Can we go a little bit longer? You okay? Tiny bit? The eyes haven't? Okay. <laughs> House divided. Okay. You start to really, really <clears throat> go after your thought life and into the Word. What happens is you start to be able to discern the voice of God. You started to send the voice of God. I've had like, I've had before where people go, okay, I'm spending time in prayer. And then, uh, and then two days later, I went, oh, I think God spoke to me. And we can hear His voice in retrospect. Who's found it easy to hear God's voice in retrospect? I think God spoke to me then. Yeah, but when you live in the Word, you hear it in real time, especially when you need that warning in traffic. That's a good one. You know, when you're in a hospital going, the Lord said, I told you to turn left. <laughs> right? And you want to hear it in real time. And so there was a time once because, because with your thoughts, your thoughts are designed to flow. So you can't just hold a static thought, right? Even if you visualise a tree or something like that, you still go deep into it, you can hold it. But thoughts, especially conceptual thoughts, flow. So you've got to take that, see it as water running down, you catch the water and then you put it back up the top and you create some sort of loop. That's what repetition looks like. That's what meditation looks like. I remember once I had a full vision of <clears throat> this waterfall and this waterfall was my thoughts. And standing next to the waterfall like this was Jesus. He's looking at this waterfall. It's my thoughts. He goes, like that one, that's a good one. Not those. No, nah, nah, not that one. Oh, I like those. And I could see my thoughts. Come. The Lord started showing me, He said, you've got to learn to meditate and create that flow of the Spirit on the inside. And this is where we're going, friends, is that we're building eternally. We have to be building eternally, not just to go through this season. No, 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 God's way bigger. But we're actually going through, this is a building word. 
It's a building word where it's not just sort of like, oh yeah, that was interesting, that stimulated me. No, 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 no. It's way better than that. And so it's about a person and it says, now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The more you meditate on the Word, the more you get released into that realm of the Spirit. And you realise those life-giving thoughts, you actually start to tap in. And I'll tell you what, in the most respectful, uh, um, reverent way, is that you can think you're really enthusiastic. You're nowhere near as enthusiastic as the Lord. He uses the word zeal. Everything about your life, the Lord is without compromise, high enthusiasm for the manifestation of your destiny, for you to bear fruit. He's not up there and you're having to crack a code and He's indifferent. He's the one, He's the lifter of our head. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He actually gives us the desire and then He's the captain of our, of our he's, he's a captain of our salvation. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. He started it, He's finishing it. And it says, I am convinced of this, that He who began a good work will complete it but we actually have to make decisions to go deep into that place of having our roots by the river. Last Scripture, and we'll finito. Jeremiah 17, five to eight. Thus said the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes the flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he should be like a shrub in the desert, shall not see when good comes but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land, which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Now you don't see the word faith really much in the Old Testament, but it's synonymous with trust. You see it in Habakkuk, maybe another place, but it's a very specific word, it's trust. So we'll just say this, he who trusts or puts their faith in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he should be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. You're noticing a theme here. And will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of droughts, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Friends, I'll tell you what right now, the Lord is calling us to be firmly established in the secret place. You, 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 anytime you manifest anxiety, it's evidence of not being yielded enough in the secret place. And what's so exciting is this, it, 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 there's a certainty, there's nothing that, there had no anxiety or worry or fear, no matter what the season is, but this actually is engaging with the invisible dimension, the secret place, the hidden place with the rivers of living water. I'm gonna, before we do communion, I'm gonna pray over people for really, 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 and, and I want you to actually step into this by faith, to be honest. I've, I've, I like reels, they make me laugh, and they can inform me. I like YouTube sometimes, but it gets boring. I can only watch so much sport. I really, I'm not a TV guy, I'm not a, like, 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 most of my time, I'm, when I have free time, is in the Word, I, I love it. You know, fancy going, Fancy loving the very thing that gives you life. <laughs> That's a good one. And so I have a grace with the Word. I, I've, I see in the Spirit. I have visions. The Lord uses me to heal people and whatnot, and it's fantastic. But my power source is the Word. And what happens, it's not the Word or the Spirit. No, it's both. It's both. And I'll tell you what right now is I wanna pray for a grace for people to absolutely fall in love with and be enamoured with the Logos that gets converted to Rima, with the Word of the Lord. Who wants that? Seriously, seriously. Stand to your feet. Thanks for the pads, yep, great. This is what made David unusual. He said, Lord, how I love Your Word. I love your Word. Do you think that he converted it into some interesting stuff like might, like wisdom? Don't forget, he's the one that got the plans for the temple. It wasn't Solomon, it was David. But he loved God's Word. And when you love God's Word, you get strengthened by might in the inner man. So I'm gonna pray over you a hunger for God's Word, like an obsession, an obsession. <laughs> and then do something about it. Don't wait for a feeling to hit you in three weeks. Engage in that realm of now. If you want that, just raise your hands to heaven. I'm gonna pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Thank You, thank You, thank You, thank You, thank You. We love You. River of life, trees of life planted on either side of the banks of the river. Thank You, Lord. Lord, You command us to not trust in the natural, but to trust in You. Right now, I thank You. I pray Spirit of God over this whole congregation and whoever is watching on the the live stream right now, I thank You, I pray. Whatever's on me, Lord God, whatever's on me, a love for the Word, a love for the major prophets, the minor prophets, the Torah, the Epistles, the Gospel, Lord, especially the book of Revelation. I thank You, Lord God, for for, for such a desire to go after wisdom, such a desire to go after understanding. I thank You, Lord God. It says that we will be like trees, that will be immovable. Lord, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for people having a desire to go into the original Hebrew. I thank You for people having a desire to go into the the Greek, the Aramaic, Lord God. We thank You, Lord God, for people who desire to connect with You unto conversion. Lord, I thank You. We are made in Your image and You are Spirit. You are Spirit. And we thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord, right now that, Lord, this is not a mental exercise, but what it does, it brings us into contact, direct contact with the rivers of living water. Because Holy Spirit, You are totally in agreement with the Word that You wrote. We thank You. There are two witnesses, the Word and the Spirit that converts our inner world, that breaks phobia, anxiety, procrastination, fear, uncleanness, brokenness, unbelief. We just thank You, Lord. I just pray this over everybody. Thank You for grace and people loving Your Word in Jesus' Name. Everyone said, Amen. Grab your communion and have it. Praise God. so comforting to know that you can't change yourself. You can't. But if you allow the Word of God to invade your inner world, He'll convert you. Convert you. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank You for the finished work of Calvary. Bless this communion to our bodies in Jesus' Name. Don't forget those events we have coming up. But if you can make yourself available, Emily's not here today, come and see Belinda immediately after the meeting. Say, I'd love to help out on the quiz night, which is this Thursday. I'd love to help out at the um, Tent Makers Academy. We've got a good number. We're still taking, there's still intakes. I think the men's night is full. I'm pretty sure it's full. Okay. All right. So, um, and so, yeah, and also too, if you're interested in helping out at church and state, you will get a, a, a significantly discounted registration if you plan to go. So there's that. So, hey, have a great afternoon, guys. It's gonna be great service this afternoon. God bless you. And we'll see you Tuesday night as well. Praise God.